We got Verizon 5G home internet. It's from Verizon. Safe choice, right? Well, some things that look great end up being not so great. Like the time you bought a shrimp roll from a gas station. Ugh. Or when you bought that used sports car. <laughs> What about when we got Billy that drum set? The point is, Verizon 5G home internet sounded great. But turned out to be something else. And we deserve fast, reliable internet. We deserve Xfinity. It's time for better internet. Switch to Xfinity. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Verizon 5G facts. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a real thing. Oh, it's going to be on. you're coming up with a catchphrase. <laughs> Welcome, buddy. You know. Like, I'm, I'm super excited to have you on right now. We're here. We're here. But we ain't queer. <laughs> That's my oh. catchphrase. What's yours? I, what, do, what do we say for men in Arizona? Well, the problem is we got a lot of catchphrases. It just depends on what we're doing. Uh-huh. You know, when in doubt, throttle out. Grabbing gears, passing queers. You asked me over a catchphrase. I was worried about the man in Montana. Well, I suppose not that is. <laughs> the men are men and the sheep are nervous. I don't know. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So. And where my family's at, them goats are freaking out. But. <laughs> Missouri? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is super exciting. So, we got you here. This is my buddy, uh, Austin Matthews. We have him. To talk about being a complete psychopath. Being a complete psychopath. <laughs> That's where we're at. <clears throat> Probably definitely not a psychopath. He's one of my, my most favorite people on this planet. And uh, we're here to discover why. So tell me. I'm t- sick, so I'm going to be sniffling a lot and <laughs> coughing and all the above. Tell me to jump right into it. I'm curious. Honest to God. Tell me one thing that's like pivotal, that is completely like stands out in your head from whatever point in your life it is that was that was a gimme give gimme give gimme give one thing that stands out growing up that might have that might have helped you mold. In a good way or a bad way? Because there's, there's a lot on both sides. Tell me what you want. <clears throat> I'm I'm looking for. I mean, the only thing that comes to my mind would be high school football. High school football. Yeah, freshman year. You're gonna laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, had my meta militia socks, mm-hmm. my red DBSs, and khaki dickies sagging way lower than they ever should be on a white guy. I didn't know you then, but I can see it in my head. Oh, dude, it was bad. I was bro all the way. <laughs> But my dad wouldn't let me have both ears pierced, so I only had one ear gauged, like a weirdo. Great. 
And I'll never forget it, my high school football coach, who uh, is six foot eight at the time, probably 400 pounds of fuck you up. Jesus. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he changed that up pretty quick. <laughs> I remember the first day of practice, I realized I am not the man I thought I was. <laughs> and uh, yeah, pretty much from then on, high school football has been both a uh, good thing and a bad thing for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. A lot of work ethic, a lot of, a lot of good things, but at the same time, well, you see me walk around, yeah, <laughs> yeah, limp and waddle like it's nobody's business. Yeah, the the pain is so pre- prevalent; it's not even funny. <coughs> I love when people look. Oh, damn, there's something wrong with your face. I'm just, <laughs> I don't <know> tell you. <laughs> so, so from that point, what, uh, what do you think would be I can only imagine the the discipline and the amount of learning curves that you had starting off your freshman year in high school in football. It was a big thing for me because, uh, you know, growing up, uh, my parents weren't around very much. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of free reign, do whatever you want. You know, <clears throat> you only had to deal with them maybe an hour a night. So when I uh, got into high school football, like every day I had a coach on site up my ass. Mm whether I was in class, at football. My dad didn't know shit about football, but he loved going to practice just to watch me get yelled at. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, you know, football was a, was a big thing for me. I always think about it. If it wasn't for that, I'd probably be in a really bad place. You think so? I know so. Why do you say that? Uh, <laughs> the crowds I was hanging out with. Fair. Yeah, the crowds Fair. I was hanging out with. The, the things that I thought... I wanted to do in life. Uh, you know, I think every teenage male goes to that moment where you're trying to figure out how hard you are. Uh, and I had all the wrong ideas of what hard was. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, you know, I grew up in a biker family, so immediately you think of that route. I'm not going to say any particular group of names, but, nope. <laughs> you know, you, you immediately think, that, well, that's what I'm going to do. But my dad always told me, uh, you think you're Billy Badass till you meet Billy Badass. <laughs> I met that son of a bitch a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucked up because, you know, they expect you, by the time you get to high school, to have a solid grip on something. Goddamn, f- I'm 28 years old. I still ain't got a solid grip. <laughs> you don't have shit. <laughs> you I was just talking about this with my dad yesterday, you know, getting married in two weeks, and he asked me, he goes, you think you got it all figured out? I still don't know what I want to eat for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, man. Life decisions. It's amazing when I look back at the the career that I've had, and I'm like, I was in charge of those situations. Right. Good lord. And especially you, you know, knowing you personally for as long as I have, I know that you have had uh, quite the palate on you. You've had the situations and uh, the the responsibility that. No 28-year-old should really have been bearing at this point. No, I don't. Yeah, I definitely wasn't ready for it. <laughs> I'm glad it happened, though. Sure. You know, I don't think if uh, if I would have went through those situations, if I didn't go through those situations, I also wouldn't be where I'm at now. That's true. Which is still trying to figure it out. Well, but, we, we, we wouldn't yeah. be having this conversation. Yeah. Sure. So... I know that um, 
from from the little bit that I've learned about you from your high school years and the very little bit that I know about you from the years before high school there's a lot there's a lot of things that could have molded you yeah grew up in a very broken home mm-hmm. just parents are really young didn't know how to I mean weren't even adults themselves yet I mean I remember my dad's 21st birthday really yeah how old is your dad now do you know I fuck this up all the time. That's all right. So I, I think he's almost 50 now. Jeez. But we're 18 years apart. Yeah. Shit, man. Me and my little sister are 21 years apart. So me and my sister are farther apart in age than me and my dad. I remember meeting your littlest brother. And I was tripping out. And there's a younger one now. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Oh, it's great. We go to, like, restaurants. Yeah. And everyone's, like, trying to put it all together. <laughs> They're like, is that your brother or your dad? Is, that, is this yours? Is that his? Because yeah, he's the, old enough to be both. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, he could very well be my older brother, but he's my dad. Oh man. Yeah. So, where? I don't, I don't, I don't remember specifically, but where were you born? I was born in Maryville. Maryville, Maryville Hospital. I don't think it's called that anymore, but yeah, it might be. You know, it's here in Phoenix, essentially. When. And I know you've experienced a few different states. A little bit. I mean, really, I was just, most of my life's been here in Arizona. My mom moved to Missouri. Your bio mom? Yeah, my biological mother. I haven't, I For haven't. For those listening, I have a mom who's my stepmom. <laughs> I haven't mother heard. who's my, my mom. I haven't heard a lot about your bio mom. Yeah, it's a, it's one of them tough roads. I, I agree. Guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she. Her and my dad split up when I was real young. I was like five or six, and she took my brother and sister to Missouri and mm. left me here. So, damn. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of questions unanswered. Yeah. She recently, uh, this uh, was it. Was it my 28th or my 27th birthday? Maybe it was just last year, my birthday. She actually apologized for a lot of things. So that that's good. But yeah. there's still a lot of a lot of things we want to talk about, but. It's been so long. I don't think I'll ever get those answers. So maybe there's reasons for that, but we keep that. <laughs> you know. Maybe, maybe not. Um, unfortunately, I've learned going into your thirties, into your mid thirties, things get clearer. Well, that's kind of the cool part. Is like you're exiting the realm that I'm entering. Yeah. I have a. Got a lot of people that are older than me, and they'll keep telling me, I'll just give it a couple of years, you'll start to figure it out. Because oh, right now, it feels like fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up every day, and you're like, I don't know if I should be doing this. Oh, man, for the longest time, man, I just thought, like, I'm, I'm running late. I'm not doing things on time. I'm, I'm running super late. I'm not doing what's expected of me. Well, yeah, and yeah, like, and I'm assuming you're meaning, like, things in life, not necessarily your day-to-day Ventures, no, yeah, no life. Yeah. Like, life, like, you know, life. like, I'm 20, I feel like I should have a kid, I should have a house. Yeah. You know, maybe own a business already, then I come to realize that, like I said before, I still don't know how a 401k works. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know I got one of them, but I really don't know what it's doing. <laughs> like, I think you met me on, uh the back end of me I was trying it at the age of like 23 or 24 with no business sense. And no father since trying to run a business, trying to... I was married at the time. 
Oh no, I'm sorry. You didn't meet me at that point. You weren't officially married, but then you might as well have been. Well, I was before then. Yeah, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> I was there for. Uh, I made a lot of mistakes. In future my ex-wife number two. Yeah. <laughs> she was headed there, but that's all right. But uh, I'm I'm really interested in 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 the story that follows. In the story that follows along with your high school years. Damn, I gotta remember all that. <laughs> Might as well put this on vibrator. Okay? The uh, <clears throat> the concussions kick in, you know. Well, that, yeah, I mean that's that really is a problem, you know. I uh, it's funny. Recently, I took Amanda to uh, meet my high school football coach. He's telling all these crazy stories, and I'm like, I did that. <laughs> You're like no, son me? of a bitch. <laughs> I get it all the time. I get buddies that call me up. and Or, like, recently, you know, she's met quite a... Over the last couple of years, she's met quite a few friends from high school. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, God oh, damn, I'm surprised this motherfucker's still alive. Oh. And I'm like, I wasn't that bad. Jesus, yeah. At least I thought. <laughs> you know, it's funny, because, like, your friends are like, you're nuts. Your family has no clue. Like, oh, he was just a good student. I was too smart for my own good. <laughs> I was that class clown that was smart, so they couldn't yell at me too much. Yeah. But, but yeah, I know. But, no, the concussion thing is a big thing because I, I really have lost quite a few memories. And I try. Like, I have film. I'm still playing games. And I'm like, God damn, what did I try? I do not remember that. <laughs> hey. I just don't remember. What did you play in football? Uh, center and long snapper. Center and long snapper. And so, yeah. so isn't that uh, right after you snap your fucking st- – you're you're uh, you're a lineman after that. Yeah, center snaps the ball to quarterback and long snappers. You know that's literally, in my opinion, the easiest job in football. You think so? You just snap the ball to the punter. <laughs> you know, or the kicker if he's doing like field goal or whatever. That's it. Yeah. Is that is that the only time you stood in? When I stood in? Yeah, but you weren't you weren't you were just for uh, punter and kicker. You weren't for quarterback. No, no, I played center in high school. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't going to play college football as a long snapper. Gotcha. You know, I had a maybe playing fifteen seconds a game. <laughs> you know, free free education for somebody who don't even know you exist. Dang. There's there is fans that I know that are diehard football fans that still to this day have no fucking clue what a long snapper is. <laughs> That's that bastard that throws that thing back 10 yards and hopes yeah. for the best. <laughs> yeah, when I was in high school, I was ranked third in the nation at one point, and uh, people were like, God damn, they ranked that bullshit? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's actually a big deal, believe it or not. Yeah, it's gotta be, you got to be accurate, you know? Oh, I so- could snap a better spiral between my legs than most quarterbacks can throw. <laughs> well, I got real lucky. Uh, my dad dated a girl shortly after my parents split up. Her Now, I don't remember his name. And I might fuck up the school. Pretty sure he was a Trojan. So was that like UCLA or something like that? No. Oh. One of them. One of them damn California. You're talking dudes. about. Uh, but he CAA. was a high. Yeah, he was a Heisman Trophy uh, quarterback. Like I don't know if he was nominated or if he won. I was real little. I was like six, seven years old. Mm-hmm. But he taught me how to throw a football. And I've been throwing that football the same way ever since. And it's the same way I snap it. It's funny we're actually talking about this though. An old football, uh, he was a couple years older than me, just recently asked me if I'd come coach some of his kids. Really? Yeah, and I was like, man, there's so many other camps out there, and he was like, you're the best. Oh, oh. Wow. 
I ain't the best no more, but I can give it a shot, you know? I used to, too. Yeah, I, mean, I fucking used to could, you know? <laughs> That's so interesting, man. You've had a you've, you've had a, a history, from what I can tell, that uh, a lot of us uh, as teenagers would envy. You know, it, yeah, I, obviously I'm a depressive mess all the time. but These days. Yeah, it's... But it's like it's moments like that I think back and it's like I know I'm a blessed person. Like I know people love me. I know I got I got the support, mm-hmm. which makes me wonder why am I so fucked up? <laughs> you know. It's like well, where? But is yeah, it? no. Like where uh, is it now? You know, I, I I usually hate when people are like, oh, well, I grew up in such a bad home. Now, I grew up in a tough home. Mm-hmm. You know, my 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 dad was an asshole, mm-hmm. but I also if he wasn't an asshole, I there's no way in hell I'd be what I am now. Sure, I would probably be dead or in prison. You think so? I know so. Yeah. You know, I... Trying to, uh... Like we talked about at lunch one day. Playing the game between right and wrong every day. Yeah. You know. You have a... You have a way in your mind. You think you're going to handle something. And then you're like... Eh. What are the consequences (laughs) on that deal? Yeah. My dad, he's always... One thing I will say about my dad is... He would let me do whatever I wanted to do. Hey, Dad, I'm going to go to a party. All right. Don't drink and drive. Before I ride, when I walk out that door, I just remember, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm. Right in your soul. Yeah, and like a lot of kids, I've heard their dads say that shit, and they're like, oh, yeah, whatever. And I'm like, I think that's the reason why I'm an overthinker now. <laughs> like, people are like, man, you're always so dark. I asked you if you wanted to go to lunch. You're talking about how you might get in a rollover on the way out to lunch. And I'm like, yeah, because my dad always told me. <laughs> yeah. So you're like walking out the door and you're like thinking of every situation that could possibly happen. And uh, You know, it makes me feel a little bit better that I'm not the only one God damn, fuck that. therapists. I think I just figured it out. Yeah. I think that is why I'm serious. I think I just had an epiphany. <laughs> I think that is the whole reason why I'm an overthinker now is because of the shit my dad would say. Motherfucker, why can't you just tell me, like, hey, this ain't going to end right? (laughs) (laughs) At the same time, I'm glad he didn't because it taught me how to figure it out. I was going to say, if he gave you the answers, you wouldn't have figured it out. I tell you, once again, we're talking about age, right? I'm at that weird age where I got, like, buddies still living at home. Yeah. But, like, have really good jobs. Mm Mm-hmm. But can't be on their own. (laughs) And I always look back at it. I'm like, man, y'all thought I was dysfunctional. I've been on my own since I was 16 years old. <laughs> Boy, I think that's one thing you and I can definitely relate to. For com- two Blue collar as it gets. Yo, fuck. Shit, it's so blue. It might be white depending on how many times we washed that one. Right. That thing is washed. Um, it's got them white sweat stains on it. Which is, which is <laughs> super funny to me because it's two completely different opposite reactions. You and I led two... Completely different lives. We did. You know, it's funny. I always, uh, me and Amanda talked about this, which is still interesting for me because your guys' history. Yeah. But, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other deal. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, like, oh, Sage was more of a band geek than he was a football player. And I'm sure. like, I would never guess that now. <laughs> yeah, I sure was. You know, and now I'm almost the opposite. Like, you hear all the stories of me in high school, and I'm like, man, I'm a mean son of a bitch. But now I'm like, hey, man, that motherfucking drum line's pretty hot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I still get excited over a drum line. Oh, and I swear to God, if it wasn't a stigma, 
Because my, my high school marching band won state to competitions all the time. Had a badass drum line. And I wanted to be a part of it so bad. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, if I pick up a fucking drum, you can be a nerd. I'm going to walk around with a dildo on my forehead. You're going to be a nerd. Yeah. Yep. Dude, I'm telling you, going to going to fucking pep rallies, you're like, it's cool as fuck. I'm missing classes. This is great. Yeah, and most people don't realize the person getting you hyped up is the dude you make fun of all the time. Yeah. Because, man, that drum line. I don't, know, I don't know if you played drum line or whatever you did, but. I had my own set of shit. I look back and uh, I bought myself a drum one time thinking I knew what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> no, sir. D9. Yeah, so end, up, end up selling that. <laughs> it's a little bit more different than it looks like on the movies. I can't lie. I love that movie, Drumline. Oh, dude, I just watched it yesterday. I'm pretty sure that's why I bought the drum. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. It's all right. Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure that's I, why. In high school, nobody told me that me being dumb was going to take away from me trying to go to ASU for being in the drums. They didn't tell me that there was a difference. You gotta hold, on, be, hold on. Are you saying that you were both a dumb and a band a man geek? 100%. 100%. You're a contradiction. I'm telling you, it was a bad combination. Yeah, I was uh, was really smart. You were smart and a jock. I was smart. I just did, I, I did not apply myself. So so let this be let this be a, a, a timestamp right here just so everybody else is clear that's listening. There is a smart jock and a dumb band geek that are now closer than most people will be in their entire lives. Just well, I said I was smart. <laughs> I don't know if I'm still smart. That's fine. We're going to run with it. <laughs> but um, yeah, we'll rock with it. All right, so. You know, it's, so like in high school, this is terrible again. I was a bully to bullies. So, you know, generally the people that would pick on the little guy. I would pick on that guy. And, you know, people always ask, well, why is that? Well, one, I think, you know, you just have a good heart. I was raised right. But, two, I think it's because I associated with them more than I did with the groups I was hanging with. You think so? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, that's so Dude, insightful. I wanted to get into video games, and I wanted to get into all that shit. I just, growing up, I didn't have toys. I wasn't allowed to have to- I had dirt bikes. I had race cars. I had sprint cars, like... Those were toys. My dad's like, you get the fucking pick. You want to be a kid, or do you want to drive race cars? Mm. So, I have to say that kind of that breaks a little piece of my heart. It's kind of like a best of both. It's kind of fucked up, really, because you get kids like oh, every little boy wants to be a race car driver. Yeah, but but then every little boy wants fucking Hot Wheels too. You, you were know? searching for the other side yeah. of it. I know if my dad heard this, he'd be like, "Fuck you! You had toys." No, I had toys at Grandma's house. <laughs> I had not had no damn toys at our house. Damn, man, that's a that's a crazy insight. That's a crazy insight. I, I, I was raised very different, really different. I mean, to, not not to keep going back to the fact of the fact, but I mean, what you just said is the complete polar opposite of what I wanted. What do you want? Yeah, I. Wanted to be a fucking race car driver, dude. Right. I fucking grew up watching monster trucks. I wanted to be that fucking asshole. And that's why you're doing it now. I'm working on it. Kind of. I mean, you can race your daily. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's going to end well for you. It's not going to work out that way, but... I've seen your race videos. They're a little destructive. I tell you what, you want to make it big on TikTok, you upload that video. 
<laughs> it's filmed by a potato. By what? By a potato. You ever seen the film quality from that? Yeah. Yeah, it's ten years ago. All you need to know is SRT4 <laughs> motocross track. Okay. Viral. So, so Liam, <laughs> viral. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna upload. I think it. you should. I, dude. I'm gonna upload it. I'm gonna figure out how to download it again. It ain't like I got people that follow me and give a damn, but I'll share the damn thing. You want to? So, this is this is fun. So, what? Um, this this is this is the exciting part for me, only because I have some insight. After your high school years, after your uh, your football career has kind of came and gone, it's been it's been very prevalent, right? That that, yeah. that had to be a very dramatic four years. Well, I mean, the big thing for me was you know, you know, I think I was gonna go play D one football. Yeah, and I had the scholarship to do it. I just uh, got hurt, and my my problem was I suffered major injuries every year that I played. Uh-huh. So by the time it was time for me to really go to the next level, which once you get to college football, it, it is no longer fun. It's a business. You know, you are, uh, you're, you're a business asset at that point. Uh-huh. So, you know, coaches can love you. You can be the funniest kid on the team and they might invite you over for Sunday dinner, but if you ain't going to make that money, you're an asset. Yeah. Well, you're a liability if you ain't going to make the money, but <laughs> You know, but no, I just, uh, you know, my big thing for me was I had no goals outside of, I'm going to go play football. I'm going to go to the NFL. I mean, I had two NFL snapping coaches personally on speed dial that I work with every day. Jesus. You know, so I had every opportunity to make that, you know, an option. Um, It wasn't until, like, one day I got out of bed and I, well, I attempted to get out of bed. <laughs> I couldn't. I hurt so damn bad that I was like, man, you know what? At the time, I'm 18 years old. Probably need, let's say I had three tears in my left knee, two in my right, five in my right shoulder. When you say, when you say your knee, you're talking about like the front or the rear? Well, left knee is both lateral and medial meniscus oh. and my PCL. So the only thing really left. Is the ACL. Good God, man. And it's still that way today. I haven't gotten surgeries on anything. Uh, my, my right knee is lateral and medial meniscus as well. My shoulder is five tears in the labrum. Um, senior year, had a pretty pretty good head injury. Possible damage of spinal cord. Took me a couple of days to figure out how to make my legs work again. Mm. But, you know, but just by the time I got there... I was pretty tore up, mm-hmm. and uh, you know when it took two hours of physical therapy and tape to get you out to practice, start to realize maybe I shouldn't do it no more. This may not be it. It just wasn't fun, right? You know, you know even in high school, no uh, matter I was a big boy. You know, I played. My playing weight was at least two ninety, mm. and I was I was built like a brick shit house. My dad had to carry me upstairs every night. At what height? At what height? At what height? Shit, we ain't gonna talk about the height. <laughs> Come on now, that's nah. important. I was five ten. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that's important. Well, my coach told me about six foot with cleats on, but yeah, I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, so on paper it was six foot, but I was five ten. Okay, five ten, two ninety five, and uh, pretty good athlete. I mean, I ran a four six forty and. 
Uh, like I said, I was ranked nationally as a long snapper and held a lot of lifting records. But yeah, man, it just it was literally one day I woke up and I'm like, I don't want to do this no more. Really? I still, you know, I still think about that all the time. That was probably one of the only times that a decision there was like 100%. This is what I'm making. This is what I'm doing. You're not going to say anything that's going to make me think otherwise. And I haven't looked back. You know, I still think about it. Like, damn, you know, what if I can stuck you, with it? But... Can you can you pinpoint the day or? Oh, no. But it was senior year or what? Yeah, it was senior year. Um, I wasn't going to Mesa Community College uh-huh. because of my injuries. I was going to play football at Mesa Community College back when JUCO, junior college, was still a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, I had an apartment, signed on it. Everything had a roommate, had the whole nail. Moved all my stuff there. Damn. And uh, I actually went to my uh, old quarterback and kicker, who was a year older than me. Uh-huh. Um, he's kind of one of the reasons why I had Division One looks, because you know he was getting looked at by Boise and ISU, and he he's an amazing kicker. Uh-huh. I mean, same thing. If he didn't tear his ACL his senior year, that dude would probably be in the NFL right now. The dog. The dog. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, uh, that same weekend after I moved in, like literally I didn't even unpack nothing. I just put stuff in my room. Uh-huh. And uh, we went and stayed the night out of his grandma's ranch out in Tonopah. Mm. And uh, when it came time for breakfast, they woke us all up. And it literally took him and his grandma to get me out of bed. Not that I didn't want to. I just, I physically couldn't move. Pain? Pain. Pain. Goddamn. You know, and, uh, I mean, like I said, I had, st- I had stomach ulcers from eating s- so much ibuprofen. I mean, I ate it like Skittles. So. I fucking understand that pain. Yeah. I do the same thing. So, that, it was right then and there. I literally told them at breakfast. Like, my, my parents don't know this yet. I literally just moved my stuff in yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this no more. I don't want to play football. Damn, man. That's a pivotal moment. Yeah, it was big. I mean, especially because, like, you know, any, any any father-son relationship would know, like, your first thing in your, your head is, like, well, I don't want to piss my dad off. Yeah, you know, because your dad always wants to play football. Yeah. Well, I was pretty lucky in that sense, though. Like, my dad, my dad tried playing football in high school, had a back injury, like, his freshman year, mm-hmm. and he just never played again. But my dad is, like... The scariest dude on earth. He's a little terrifying. He literally intimidates everybody that meets him. Uh-huh. Um, my dad is like no shit the dude who will kill you with a smile. <laughs> and it, it, like, I grew up that way. Yeah. Like, there was no fucking around. Uh-huh. If he was fucking mad, you knew about it. I can see that. I, uh, one of my best stories I got from my dad. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was in high school. But I think it was like freshman year or something like that. I was pretty young still. I went to go visit my mom in Missouri. He picked me up from the airport. We drove to this bar where my stepmom's friend was singing in some band. <laughs> and uh, my stepmom's qualified, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you met her. Yep. Some dude comes up behind her, picks her up by her chest, and walks away with her. Oh, no. You know, she's 5'1", pretty easy to do that. Sure, sure. I remember my dad just looked at me, looked down at his beer, 
<laughs> I was like, fuck. All right, he handed me the beer. Oh, I'm 12, 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was one of those, like, the band was playing and you heard the hit <laughs> over the music. Like, they stopped playing because of it. It's like movie quality shit. Yeah. One punch, my dad cracked a dude's eye socket. Like, broke, I mean, cracked his skull. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about that point right there I realized I ain't fucking with dad no more. <laughs> It was at that point you realized that dad's been holding back from killing your ass. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I shouldn't test him a little bit. Yeah, no, because, yeah, yeah. Trust me. My, my, I can count as many times my dad's beat me on, on one hand, but I've deserved a hell of a lot more than that. <laughs> uh, my, like, I think my dad's thrown me into shit more times than he's actually physically hit me. Yeah. I think in his mind, like, if I just throw him, it don't count. I can see that. I mean, I've been thrown. When I say through walls, like, from one room into the next room. Mm-hmm. And then we fixed that wall, and he threw me through it again. Remodeled some kitchens. Especially in high school when I got really big. You know, because I don't, you know, of course, there's two different kinds of men in this world I've found. Mm-hmm. Men who will never try to test their dad, and men who will test their dad. <laughs> or have. And unfortunately, I'm that guy. <laughs> you think so? Well, I knew, yeah, as soon as I started getting big and, you know, I was pushing weight around like I was doing. And, you know, you, you think you're around 18, you think you're a man now. Uh-huh. You know, and, oh, big boy. Yeah. And I remember, too, me and my dad got into a fight. and This is the point where he told me, he was like, look. No shit, you all went to it? Oh, several times. Really? Oh, yeah. All the time. Oh, my God. Yeah, we couldn't live together. That's why I... Uh, Moved out at such a young age. We're great <laughs> friends now. Like, great friends now. Granted, he's older and has had a couple of kids since then. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But now we, we've, we've remodeled some kitchens. Hmm. Multiple times. Really? Yeah. I can walk up into your kitchen, grab that island, and tell you whether or not that's going to hold up to me and a dad fight. <laughs> you know? But, uh, yeah, one time we got into a fight. And he goes, one rule can't swing punches because we both know we'd really hurt each other mm. so what were the circumstances well um body shots? i'm not gonna say that i won this fight because punches <laughs> were eventually thrown right but me i'm like okay you know, i'm a all-american lineman and mm-hmm. strong as hell and you don't want to throw punches so you want to just push each other around well i do that every day you do that yeah. for a living guy's way bigger than him you right. know? so we did some of that when he realized he couldn't win in that area motherfucker kicked me in the knee and punched me across the face and oh. I remember I got up and if it wasn't for my mom walking in that room right then pretty sure I'd have ruined my life cause I mean I'd have hit him yeah when he got up, he'd kill my ass. I was going to say, but... There, there would have been no hesitation. <laughs> there, that, like, that's the, the point I'm trying to make. It's not that I swung on my dad. Is There's two different kind of guys in this world. <laughs> okay? Men who will kill you, and men who think about killing you. There wouldn't have been a thought. <laughs> no. My dad had been like, well, do we cremate him, or do we bury his <laughs> ass? So... <laughs> Call the funeral home now. Get it arranged. Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah, me... I've met some friends that are like, oh, man, I would never fight my dad. Uh-huh. I'm one of them. 
I think. Well, it just goes to show how stupid I am. <laughs> I don't know if that's stupid or not. <laughs> I mean, I will say one thing. Knowing who I know now, you, I don't know that I've ever seen one particular individual stand up to as many people as you have. I think I've just been lucky. I well, don't think it's intimidation more than anything. Because I'm not saying I don't want every fight that I stood up against somebody in. But I can tell you that a lot of them thought about it before they said something back. <laughs> I've, I've watched you talk a lot of fucking hard game to a lot of people. Without a fucking twinkle in your eye. Just nothing going on. Yeah, I'm still not proud of that. I... There's been quite a few times I've gone back in my truck or... There's still to this I'm day... I'm like, god damn, I walked out of that. <laughs> there's still to this day, I'm like... I'm just gonna walk away. Because I don't know what's about to follow. Yeah. Yeah, I've had I've gone to situations like, why don't you carry a gun? Well, I don't need that damn thing. See. Well, there's two problems. One, I know I'll use it. It's been proven. I've had someone steal my car and I've shot that son of a bitch. Really? So, oh, yeah, I shot a guy. I didn't tell you that? No. Yeah, some dude stole my Subaru, had my gun in it. Uh-huh. Found the Subaru. He was out of some other kid. Like, I had some party. I found my car and I'm going, like, I'm in my car trying to leave. And these kids come walking out acting like I'm stealing their car. Right. And he pulls a gun out on me. So I just pulled my gun out, which was still in my car. Because uh-huh. I never physically carry one. I always just have one in whatever vehicle I'm in. So it was in the it was in the Subaru that they stole. Yeah, yeah. So I pulled my gun right out and shot him right in the thigh. In the thigh. Mm-hmm. He didn't die. No, well, I shot him in the thigh. Well, there's an artery in there. Well, he lived. Be, better be lucky. I ain't aiming that gun. He anymore. lived, and you're still outside yeah, co- of prison. Yeah, cops showed up and everything. They took my gun, but I never got arrested. I never. Yeah, they, I mean, they took my gun. I still to this day haven't got it back. Sure. But, you know, they always say, hey, man, if you're going to shoot someone, shoot them with your least favorite gun. Because <laughs> you're not going to see Yeah, them. I'm telling you that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, yeah, no, luckily, you know, they had a bunch of people to test to. Like, hey, don't these kids showed up in this car. We don't know who the hell they are. They came in here starting a bunch of problems. Okay. He walked out and said, hey, this is his car. He had a key to it. Mm. They pulled a gun on him, and he pulled the gun back. Fuck, I think somebody good. actually now I, I think because I know I did not say this. <laughs> somebody said that I told them to put the gun down and let's talk about it. That's not something I would say. No, no. definitely not. You open the door to hell. We're going through that. Yeah, you just said something <laughs> like, "If you got one, then I got one." Right, exactly. That's so <laughs> we're gonna see who's better at this game. Sure. Yeah. Damn. Dude, Unfortunately, I'm... one day I might lose that game. How? <laughs> I was 16 years old. Yeah, okay, 16. Okay. Which so. is even more scary. Yeah, that's terrifying. Uh, dude, I'm telling you. Is that you, out here? Uh, yeah, it was like uh, 35th and Peoria. 35th and Peoria, Phoenix, Arizona. Holy shit, dude. So that was before all the crazy shit. You I mean, while I, you were 16. No, was... hold on. I, I had to be 18. No, I had to be 18. Because well, I, was, I was still, I was living, yeah, because at 16 I didn't have my Subaru. So at 18 I was living with my old roommates at the time. That still don't help though. Well, at 18, you can own a fire. Right. Well, I sh- we shouldn't That's why I'm like, hold on, man. There is no way that made sense because they had to book my ass. But We shouldn't be talking about legalities. But Well, yeah, because I sure as hell don't know. 
<laughs> well, the, the, the technical law, I think, if I'm not being quoted, is you can purchase a firearm, you can purchase a hunting rifle at the age of 18, quote-unquote hunting rifle, and you can be gifted a firearm, a.k.a. a pistol, well, yeah, cause it, at I mean, 18. I think any blue-collar family's grandpa has given somebody a shotgun or a, sure. a, shotgun, a gun of some type. A shotgun you can buy at the age of 18. Uh, anything with a pistol grip, from what I understand, I don't know if that's true or not, anything with a pistol grip, i.e. a pistol, a shotgun with a pistol grip, can't buy it till you're you, 21. You definitely probably know more about that than I do. Unfortunately. Yeah, I'm... I, uh, so... You I'm the type of guy I like guns, but don't start asking me shit about guns. I'm like, yeah, it f- fucking shoots good. I don't know. I got to take classes. I'm really good at shooting, but I don't know all the details about them. I took a bunch of classes. I'm super happy with it. Yeah, I, I should. <laughs> I should have? I should. You know, I actually saw a thing on was it Facebook or Instagram. It was one of those CCW class uh, yeah. deals. And I was like, if you don't know the gun laws in your state, you shouldn't be carrying a gun. And I'm like... That's a little extreme. I mean, but it's true, though. I mean... Yeah. I don't know. The gun. All I know is Arizona, I'm like, Wild West. You can have one. You can carry it. You can conceal it. You can do it. Fucking, you don't need a CCW. But as far as... Nope, you don't. What happens... And like I said, I have shot somebody with one. Mm-hmm. You would think I would know the rules. But dude, that day... No, nah, Luckily, I really don't know the officers' names. Well, I, but I, th- I think the I don't fact get nobody in trouble. <laughs> I think the fact that you had so many witnesses might have saved your ass. Oh yeah, because and the best part is, I mean, this is like got to be an underage train. Oh now, Grant, I didn't know these people. Uh-huh. Like, if I remember correctly, I want to say those kids pulled into a gas station, like somebody we knew. Uh-huh. And uh, anybody that knows me knows that my vehicles are an extension of myself. Uh-huh. So. People who know me know my vehicles right away. So this they, is, uh, this is fun because this is one of the, this is one of the things I was looking for into leading into from your high school years was your uh, was your street years. <laughs> it's funny you talk about street years. We I, I took my sister out to lunch recently. Yeah, and uh, she was talking about like things she did in high school and didn't tell her parents about. Mm-hmm. And like I said, man, truthfully honest, most people in my family don't have a single clue about me like understandably but all like some people tell you oh Austin is real loud you know he he's a class clown he'll tell you anything well you've told me quite a bit about Matthews yeah my alter ego yeah, yeah Matthews is a crazy <laughs> well that's the point right there my family don't know about Matthews yeah well you know that's alright so it's cause there's a big difference you know Austin's the type of guy pays bills Mm-hmm. You know, Matthews, he might fuck your sister. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. You know, uh, like hide, said, you, my hide your old, wife, hide your daughter. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, <laughs> my old lady, like, when she met Zach for the first time, Oh, you know, Zach was telling all these crazy stories. Cause I went to high school with Zach. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, man, I really wish I saw that guy. I'm like, be glad you didn't. <laughs> be glad that I grew up a little bit. <laughs> Speaking of Zach, he's itching itching for what he'll be here soon yeah yeah 100% good lord I tell you right now that motherfucker got some stories I'm excited to hear his shit too I will honestly say you want to talk about somebody at least in my opinion that has been on multiple spectrums of life somebody who was thought to be a nerd Mm -hmm. someone who was thought to be like the popular kid Mm -hmm. 
great athlete, shitty athlete. I mean, the dude has been in every fucking scenario. I'm excited to hear his stories. Yeah. He's, he strikes me as somebody that's very well guarded, but he also strikes me as somebody who has some extravagant stories that I want to hear. I have my theories on that. but You do? Yeah. Well, I'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I'll say it. I'll give a fuck. <laughs> What's he going to do? Come hit me? Yeah. There it is. <laughs> no, I, I That's like the Zach. the response I love right there. I like Zach. No, I like Zach. I ain't no problem. I, he, he, really what it is is just it's truth fact about anybody. You're a product of your own demise. Yeah. So, you know, someone like myself will got a lot of problems in life. Well, that's your fault. Like, I mean, <laughs> you had a lot of really good opportunities in life too. I could definitely not disagree with that. I'm I'm definitely a big proponent of um, you put out what you put in. Oh yeah, I mean, every, every problem I'm going through right now, I 100 percent know that it's my fault. Yeah, it's, and I mean, I could say the same. Yeah, I we I I have put myself in my situation tenfold. You know, there's that. Some like meme video thing going around, and like you don't change until you're tired of your own bullshit. Mm. That motherfucker up. hits home. You it's know? fucked up because it's so true. Yeah. Um. Fuck, man, that shit's so real. Do you, Do you believe in like um when when people say shit like uh, you know you you get back the energy that you put into the universe that kind of shit. I mean, so, yeah. So, I mean, I'm all, I'm not all mystical about it. No, no, no. Yeah. You don't have to be mystical, but like, yeah, I know about all that fancy shit you just talked about, but like, somewhat, yeah. Something like, uh, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, like example, like at work, you know, I always, I always tell people like, uh, like some guys think I'm in a bad mood. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll go sit in my truck and I just do my own thing, uh-huh. watch my videos or take a nap, whatever the hell I want to do. Uh-huh. And some guys, oh, he's pissed off. Like, he's having a bad day. Uh-huh. And it's like, yes and no. You know, it's like, I'm not necessarily having a bad day, but I ain't necessarily having a good one either. Right. And it's like, I don't want to bring that out to everybody else. It's just another day. Yeah. You We're know? working. Well, it, not just that, but like, you know, say you are having a bad day. I don't need your bad day to fuck my day up. Right. You know? Because one thing I've learned, you know, a lot of people play this pity shit. Everybody's got shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got something they're going through. So because of that, and I relate to that, if I'm having a bad day, I'm just going to stay away. Because right. Lord knows you got a thousand things going on outside of work that you got to take care of. You sure the fuck don't need to listen to my problems. Right. You know? In a long time, I always thought, well, maybe it's because those people are waiting for you to show your vulnerable side so they can show you theirs. Mm. Well, that statement hits home in a way worse way than it should. Yeah, but me being the person that I am, I'm always a guy who wants to help fix it. Well, you can't fix somebody else until you fix yourself. Mm. Yeah, you know, and that's something that I have learned recently. Mm-hmm. I think one of the our boss said it the best, Greg. He said, "Your problem is you've been so strong for everybody else for so long." Mm-hmm. You don't know how to be strong for yourself. And I was like, that's really def- true, though. That one definitely strikes a nerve. You know, because I can probably help you fix your problems in 10 minutes. Uh-huh. I don't even know where to start with mine. Because uh-huh. I haven't thought about it. I haven't sat down. I haven't thought about it. 
It's 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 so fucked up. You say that he said that recently because I just had this conversation with somebody else today, without even realizing. You know, it just came out of my mouth. No. And I didn't even put it into perspective. Yeah, you, know, you get put in a leadership role, especially at a young age. Right. You know, and yeah, you're you're it's. You're expected to be strong for everybody else before you learn how to be strong for yourself. So before we go any farther with that, I want to uh, take a step back. And I want to have a little bit of a background talk as to what we're talking about. Oh, good Lord. We got a lot of background talking about. <laughs> you, can, you can keep it vague. You can do what you want with it. But what are we talking about? What did your dad do that led you into this career? Well, I was born and raised in the towing. So, uh-huh. spent my whole life around it. As much as he tried to uh, not let it happen. It was my dream ever since I was a little kid. Towing? Towing. Okay. I mean, there's nothing I wanted to do. Except for maybe be a cop. There was only two jobs I ever wanted to do. Because that's my family deal. You're a military, you're a law enforcement, uh-huh. and or towing. And uh, that was it, you know. I decided to be in a tow truck. Uh, my, my dad's got videos of me being a little kid. Flipping over semis and <laughs> loading cars, standing on milk crates. Yeah. Just fascinated by it. Um, started out behind the scenes, kind of doing repo when I was 16, kind of helping out. You did them. repos? Yeah. Actually, it's the only time I've ever been knocked out. No shit. By a woman. I didn't. Oh, my God. I didn't know you did repos. Nonetheless, I didn't know you got knocked yeah. out by a woman. That's always a good story. I actually don't mind telling <laughs> this one because I think it's pretty fucking funny. Yeah. So, one thing they tell you about repo, like, when you're a rookie, you know, the bank guy will be like, hey, you got to get the keys. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, anybody that's a professional, when I impound your car, what do you think you're going to bring with you when you come to get it out? Fucking keys. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, most of the time... You just hook up and go. Uh-huh. Well, my first... This happened on my first ever repo. First one. Uh-huh. I really don't remember the car. <laughs> I just remember, gotta get the keys. Back in the driveway, hooked the car up, ready to roll. And the guy that was training me was like, let's go. I'm like, no, dude, we gotta get the keys. He goes, you go ahead, I'll sit in the truck. <laughs> He's just fucking playing you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, something else I didn't realize, too. Most good repo guys, they they know you pretty well. Like, repo is 100% legal means to steal a car. Yeah. When I did repo, dude, I would follow you around for weeks. I'd know your every move. I'd know your daily routines. So I knew when to get you. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, repo damn. is a fun job, but it is a risky, especially in the world we're living now. Especially out here. Dude, people don't have common sense nor morals. Like, yeah, I every, would never do it again. Yeah, everybody's got a gun. Yeah. Mostly don't know how to use that damn thing, but they might get lucky. You never know. Yeah, yeah, you just don't know. So, uh, <laughs> I went and knocked on the door. This girl built like a linebacker open the door. <laughs> Uh, I introduced myself and told her I'm here on behalf of so-and-so finance and repoing a car. I got a repo order. I need your keys. She punched me between the eyes. <laughs> One hit. Didn't see it coming. <laughs> and I remember waking up in the tow truck with the guy training me fucking laughing his ass off. <laughs> but, so anyways, that's that story. That's pretty good. So I started out towing at a pretty young young age and uh, moved up the ranks pretty quick. 
When was that? How old were you to do repos? When I started? Yeah. 16. 16. But it wasn't like I was doing this every day, every sure, night. You sure. know, I was just, hey, we're short a guy. Can you come in and mm-hmm. help us out? Um, I would say I probably didn't start full-time, full-time until I was 18 years old. Hmm. And that's where, pretty close about the time we met-ish. Because Quick Pick was the only one dumb enough to not check my age when they hired me. Really? Yeah, I probably shouldn't say that name, but whatever. Fuck it. Well, they got three other aliases. Yeah, so. they're owned by other people now. It don't matter. Bring it on, Joey. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not now. But <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Better watch other Italian Mafia boys come after you. We already saw how that plays out. Um. Anyway, so yeah. I, uh, was that really right around that time? Yeah, I think when me and you... Because I worked night shift for, for a little while when I worked there, so we didn't know each other for a little bit. For a little bit, yeah. I was probably, uh, I don't know, 19, 20 when I first met you. Damn, dude. Somewhere around that age. Holy shit, that really puts a fucking grip on things. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's been every bit of 10 years. Fuck. It don't seem like that long ago. No, it doesn't. Unless my math's fucked up, which it... I mean, it could be, but... No, I mean... That's about right. Holy shit, it has been. Either way, I started way too young. Like, most companies don't hire you until you're 25. And hell, I was a general manager by 24, so... Yeah, yeah. Before I was even legally allowed to be insured, I was running a multi-million dollar business. Perfect, right? The business was perfect? (laughs) No. I was definitely not perfect. So, how many different positions have you seen of management from a towing company? Um, like titles of positions? Uh, sure. Quote, unquote. Um, I guess like if you start from the, from the, if you do the ladder. Yeah, let's do that. Um, First position I had was, uh, I guess you can call it like a lead driver, as far as light duty goes. Um, more of, like you weren't a supervisor, you weren't a manager, uh-huh. but if other people needed help, generally you were more of the guy that had a little bit more experience, more knowledge. So Where'd that start? That's age form or company? Like, how old was I, or what company, both? Well, technically... What company gave you that? Western Tone. Western? Yeah. Okay. Which is a company that I went to after Quick Pick, where mm-hmm. I met you. Which, obviously, you know about, because you yeah. followed, followed me over there. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, shortly after I started working there, um, the kicker with that one was the general manager at the time, you know, him and my dad have been friends since they were five, six years old. At Western? Yeah, so okay. he, he obviously knows my background, knew what I was capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, so as soon as I started there, it was literally like zero training. <laughs> here's your uniform, here's your truck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> and then uh, it didn't hit off right away. I was just, I, you know, wanted to prove myself. I'd say probably six months because I worked there twice, two years the first time, two years the second time. Sure. Um, that probably first six months, just showing them what I could do, and then after that, um, they're like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna have you 
watch over the new guys. Hmm. Okay. Like, I was in charge, like, not want to say in charge of training, but I was a trainer. Sure. And, uh, which obviously you weren't there. There's only certain people that are trainers there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then shortly after that, it turned into, well, we've had these certain group of drivers that have been working here for a while, but, um, when they need help, we're just going to have them call you. <laughs> okay. I've seen that a couple of times. Yeah, you know, I mean... I just, I have a knack for it, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Um, really good at the physics and the geometry and... Mm-hmm. MacGyver. <laughs> MacGyver. <laughs> I tell you, you know, people who think tow truck drivers are dumb as hell are... Those people are dumb as hell. They don't know what it takes to, like, figure out the stuff that we get. You show up on a car that's, you know, rolled through somebody's house into somebody's pool, and you're like, um, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? You want me to do what with that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, which, I mean, obviously this is much farther than my career, which then made me realize, like, training and understanding... It takes one person to do something to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's like another person to like know the math mm-hmm. of what they're doing. You know, that obviously comes later. But uh, so yeah, started started babysitting drivers at Western. At Western, and then uh, literally, it's like I got suckered into it. I feel like I was, feel like you did too. It was like one night, like, hey man, can you uh, take a truck home? We, you know. Need you to help out, Mm -hmm. just in case. Like, you know, it never happens, but just in case. It's like once a month. Just good luck. (laughs) (laughs) It was like every fucking night. (laughs) Oh, hey, so-and-so needs this, or you need that, or hey, that, that. It just, I don't know, man. I I don't know if, uh, like, the leadership stuff that I learned in football kind of came into it, but, like, you did whatever the team needed you to do. Sure. So... Which is, in my opinion, a very good and a very bad trait. I would say, <laughs> for you, it's become a very negative trait. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, I mean... It, it hasn't proven well in your past. Well, it has. How so? But it hasn't. How do you think so? Like, financially, I'm very successful. Sure. As far as what a tow operator would be. Sure. I ain't got no millions of dollars or nothing like that. Don't be hitting me up for no loans. Because well, Lord knows I'm on. I'm about on the filing for one myself. I was just about to text you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm, very, I'm very blessed to have made the money that I made. But mm-hmm. I've had no personal life. I've had, I mean, literally since I was old enough to work until now, you know, just 12 years. Mm-hmm. I've had no life whatsoever. I think this is uh, this is something. If you don't mind, I'd like to dabble on for just a second. Yeah. <clears throat> um. I have by no means ran the same lifestyle that you have, by by any means. Um, but I have dabbled in it, off and on, throughout my twenties and thirties. Um. One of the things that I was recently bestowed upon was my family, particularly my siblings, did not realize the extent of what my lifestyle 
means in a lot of different degrees. They all thought I was just a tow truck driver, you know. And at this point, I'm going to probably get in trouble for saying so, but at this point, they probably just assume that I'm something like a AAA driver. Yeah, you know, that's that's the big thing for me. Like, Or, you know, me, I'm a CDO guy, so I drive the big shit. It's a little different. I get the, oh, so you're like highway through hell? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking daily. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, yes. Kinda. But no. Like, yeah. that fucking show pisses me off. <laughs> you just get it all day, right? Yeah, because I'm like, <laughs> like me being the, the educated, been to all these training schools and yeah. classes and yeah. events. You've and, been around the nation for school. Yeah, and 100%. I watch these fucking shows, uh-huh. and I'm like, you guys are about to <laughs> fucking kill yourselves. <laughs> so it's like, it's a bittersweet. So... And of course, you know, TV's got to do their thing, right? So they make it yeah. way more dramatic. Like, don't I, get me wrong. Do I have PTSD? Yes. Yeah. Have I seen things that I really wish I didn't? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But the industry, it's one of two ways. Either people think, like you said, you just do jump starts and... Yeah. Fucking tired, Jim. Yeah, we just pick up motherfuckers on the side of the freeway. Right. Which is obviously not the professional or profession that me and you are in. No. We're more in the uh, dirty, gritty, you know, keeping the roads cleared up. Especially now. Cleaning accidents. Yeah. You know, especially with the company we're with now. Right. Um, which comes with some unfortunate negative side effects. That's, but, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's not fine, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but I get that a lot. I get people... Well, it's one of two ways, man. It's either... They think that you think you're a first responder, mm-hmm. which I will say there's a lot of tow guys out there that think that they're up there with fire and police. We're not. But they fucking aren't. We're not. Will I say that I'm smarter than some of them? Absolutely. Hold on, hold on. Let me let, let, let me let me break you for a second. You said we're not. Wait, who's not? We're not first responders. Well, technically, we're not. We're third responders. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that break in the action there. Um, well, it's, you know, why why do you say that? Well, okay, I would I would agree with the third responders. Part. When an accident happens, sure. What do you, who do you call first? Okay. That's Who fair. Do you call first. That's fair. Call nine one one. Okay. They call the cops out first. Mm-hmm. They call EMT second. Ish. Ish. <laughs> now, A dot, well, at least in Arizona, A dot is dispatched at the same time the DPS mm-hmm. on a highway incident. Boy, I am surprised as fuck to hear this from you of all people. Right. Well, because I'm a fucking real person. Damn, bro. I thought your pride was higher than this. No, I have pride. But I also, I'm real. Like that's, this is the point I'm trying to make. Because I've been to you. I've been to, I've been to like. I don't know how to call it, but like AA meetings for tow truck drivers for people that have talked about PTSD. Right. I'm not saying that they don't, but the way that things are designed now, ninety percent of the time when you show up on scene, you don't have to see any bodies anymore unfortunately there are moments you do mm-hmm. okay like not saying it's not possible but it's not as bad as it used to be 
Like, my old man, like, I mean, when I was a little kid, I've been on multiple scenes because it, the tow trucks used to get called out the same time that everybody else would call out. It was all the same dispatch number. Uh-huh. If you were on a police contract, if somebody called for that 911, everybody got the same call. It was all two-way radio. So it wasn't all phone call. Well, now it's phone call. So it's like your third responder. Because and the sad truth is I, we can't be first responders. I mean, just last night I was heading out to a wreck. Had every light on my truck on, blaring the horn, and everyone's flipping me off. Mm-hmm. Well, I get that every day. You know, and it's every like, fucking day. This particular situation wasn't that big of a deal, but it's like the faster you let me through, the faster you're going to get home. Well, that's what I want to tell everybody. Like, yeah. Do you want I wish fucking- I had a sign that I could just prop up. But look, if you let me get through you, you will be home much faster. Do you want your road clear? I can fix it. Let me fix it. But there has been situations, you know, someone like myself, who is a rotator guy. For those who don't know what a rotator is, it's a crane, essentially. It's a crane on a tow truck. I spent a lot of my career lifting trucks off of passenger vehicles. Mm -hmm. You know, um, one of my last recoveries that we did... At the previous job that we worked at together was a family of four trapped in a vehicle. Had no idea who was alive. Well, they can't find that out till I get there. You know what I mean? So it's like, sometimes, yes, I'm, I'm really important. Sometimes I need to be there why, immediately. Why did you but, gain? Where, where did that come from? Which part? This, I don't know, man. Like, I have this... Uh, well, I have a pride for what I do, but I also think there's a lot of people. It's like, for example, a lot of people lose respect in police officers who take the badge too serious. Sure. Same thing with tow truck guys. I think there's a line to be drawn there. Like, you know, it's um, you have a very important job. Clearly, I mean, I I'm in it. I get it. But. People are like, oh, I'm a first responder. I should have red and blues. Mm-hmm. I 100% think we should have red and blues on the back of our trucks. But not necessarily on the front. No, not on the front. People would abuse that you know, all day. Right. Now, I do think that there should be a, a a different procedure, maybe, in place. Where, hey, cops tell you, hey, we need you to expedite. Then you need to have a police officer meet me where the traffic starts so he can escort me to where you need me. That's fair. You know, that, that's 100%. fair. That's fair. But you get a lot of... A lot of guys are like, no, I am the same, I am on the same level as fire and PD. When it's like, as far as emergency goes, you're really not. I think, I think a lot of what, if I, if, if I may, yeah. I think a lot of what you're speaking from is uh, Arizona experience. Well, yeah, I mean, because like in Missouri, where a lot of my family is from, like they actually have red and blues and they have sirens. A lot of other states do have reds and blues. Um, but we don't. But they're very rural, too. Right. Where there's one road in, one road out. Right. Things, things are a lot different here. Metro, we'll try to tell ourselves uh, there's only one way to get there. There's not. I no. mean, it's just that's the one way we want to go. Right. You know. Um, that's fair. I think that's a conversation for a different time. But, yeah, it's just there's so much involved, man. Because, like, at least with what I do on the on the big side... Like, I help train fire departments on how to take care of heavy recovery. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these, uh, you know, fire and police are learning how to handle these situations before I get there. Mm-hmm. Because the problem is, at least 
when you get to the level that I'm at, there's a lot of guys who actually, okay, they're intelligent, they've been trained, they know what they're doing. And there's a lot of other guys that have just been handed the keys to a truck because they have a CDL and they have no clue what they're doing. Well, we got a couple of them. You know, like I said, the one with the four people trapped. You know, I had 45,000 pounds dangling over people's heads. Right. Some breaks, somebody dies. Right. That's my fault. Multiple people. So it's like, do you want some fucking hillbilly Bob <laughs> who don't know how to do shit? It'll be good. That's fine. Or do you want someone to walk over there and be like, hey, look, man, I've rigged for 60,000 pounds. And my rigging is ready for this, for this, for this. My angles are this. like you're gonna be safe, mm-hmm. you know. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people that don't know that information. There's a lot of people that don't know that shit. You know, a lot of uh, now, definitely in the last ten years, more than any other time in the industry, there's been opportunities to learn. You know, I think uh, like when my old man did it. The fuck is math? <laughs> Goddamn pull that motherfucker. You know what I mean? He didn't know shit. Well, now it's... Like, oh, hey, we got to think about this. Like, I think so. enough people got hurt to realize mm-hmm. we should start paying attention. On top of the fact that technology is at such a point these days to where people... Dude, I even have an app on my phone that I can put in how much a truck weighs. Yeah. And it'll tell me exactly what I need to do. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Technology, the trucks, the cars. Yeah, it's... There is so much shit that's willing to help you save a life. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're blessed for that. (laughs) We're so blessed to have these opportunities to be able to to save lives. And uh, I think... I think in our occupation, we are... We're definitely vital. We're vital. We're like blessed. That, we're blessed. I will and we're say that. That yeah, that's that's exactly how I feel. We're blessed and we're cursed because yeah. we're very important. Yeah, but like nobody gives a fuck. No, I know, and it's whole so hard right. for me every fucking day, heading to an accident. You know, like I had a situation the other day. Somebody in our company did a suicide. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. Kid, yeah. kid shot himself in the car. Uh huh. We towed it. Yep. And people are like, oh, you don't have to. Like, I've been to psychiatrists who go, hey, you're not a cop. Like, you're not an EMT. I really can't help you. You've had a cop? You've had a, a psycho oh, tell you yeah. that? Several of them. Really? Several of them. Oh, that breaks my heart. Because, like, you know, like, I saw my first dead fate body fatality when I was 16 years old. At the time, I was naive. I was like, this is fucking cool. It's not cool, though. It's not cool. It's not fucking cool. you think it's cool until you're there. You think it's cool until that smell haunts you. You think it's cool until it's in your nightmares, which I have a lot of. You know, and uh, they always say it's bad. Like, if you really think about it, most time in your dreams, you don't see faces. You don't. But I do. And that's not good. I mean, that means your brain's really, you're really hanging on to some shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do I know why? I don't. Like, when you have definition to your nightmares. Um, like, there's no particular reason why. Like, I'm not, as far as I know, I don't associate with, there's been a couple that I've associated with people that I know because they're young. And fuck, I mean, to be honest with you, there's a girl that died in my high school. DUI. I cleaned it up. It was, I cleaned up that right. You cleaned it up? Yeah. Like, oh I had to... Oh, God. You know, and... 
at the time I didn't realize whose body that was mm-hmm. until all of a sudden all the Facebook posts. I'm like, holy fuck, that was, I did that. Like I, I pulled the truck off that girl. But like I said, you, you know, when you're there, you're not like, hey, I'm going to go there and check it out. At least I don't anymore. Doesn't You it, see enough of it, you just, you go, don't care go, to see it again. Going back to it, though, doesn't, doesn't it, doesn't it light, I hope, I shouldn't say I hope, but for me, it lights a fire in me when people make light of that situation. Make no. light of it, like, towards us? Or no, like like when you the way you started this conversation, um, when when everybody was talking about the car that was in the, our possession, you know, when they make light of I I have a very big fear of um, being desensitized. Well, I don't no I don't, I don't want it. Actually, I sidetracked. Like no, you're right. Cause, like prime example. You know what I'm talking about. So people think that we don't have to deal with it, right? And, like, in this particular situation, yeah, our driver didn't have to physically see the body. Right. But me and our boss was the one who had to watch his father walk through those doors Uh and just fucking fall apart. Yeah. And came to pick up his personal belongings. Uh And, like, okay, I'll come take you back there. He's like, no, I don't want to see. Mind you, this kid's, his son's brains are blown all over the fucking car. There's blood everywhere. Yeah. And he's like, I can't go back there. Right. So guess who's got to get back there? Me. Again. I have to get inside that car where there's brain matter fucking splattered everywhere. Not once. There's skull fragments everywhere. But twice. And yeah. And there's blood just fucking everywhere. That's what I'm talking about. Is is that. Like is... being somebody who's suicidal, you see shit like that, you're like, you know what? Maybe I'm not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I... Now that I, you know, see what happens. Yeah. It's, uh, I can hang on for a couple more days. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, um. But, you know, it's hard because, like, that situation. Now, for me personally, I had nothing to do with that situation except for put on some latex gloves uh-huh. and go pull this kid's shit out of his car. But now but it's personal. But felt it. Yeah, now it's personal. I, I took that shit home. Yeah. You know, like. I remember walking in the door, and Amanda's like, like, she knows. she and She's been with me long enough that we have a saying, good day or bad day. Mm-hmm. Bad day in our house means that there's been death. Yeah, okay, I've had to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. So, at least with our new job, like, a lot of, a lot of drivers don't realize how much me, Greg, and Daniel physically deal with fatalities every day so unfortunately bad days use quite a bit around in our house but she knows like okay bad day okay mm-hmm. i'm for a long time she wanted to ask a bunch of questions and i get it for somebody who doesn't know wants to know um i think what did her in the best is when i you know az central to the did a video about a recovery that I did. Mm-hmm. Did a whole video about the family. Who they are, what they did, all their accommodations, whatever. And I showed her pictures of what they looked like when I saw them. Like actual pictures of them. Uh, unrecognizable. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to... <laughs> 
and, and honestly, at the time, the photos that I took, it wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of this. You just didn't realize they were visible in the photo because there's so much carnage, right? I think that day is when you realized, you know what? This ain't for me. Who realized I, that? Amanda. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, hey, good day or bad day? Oh, it was a bad day. Oh, my God, what happened? What was it? How'd they look? What they look like? Oh, what it smell like? She really asked all that? Oh, God, yeah. Dude. She's fucking twisted. Oh. And, like, for a long time, I was like, fuck, Damn. yeah, let's talk about it. I honestly, dude, I'll be honest with you, like, straight up. Technically, the last wreck I did at TNT, that fatality at Sedona Exit, mm-hmm. I wasn't even an employee there. Kelly had already started. I heard He about was it. general manager. He wasn't available. I still lived up there. I fucking ran out there. My uh, my GM told me that somebody called you off the record. Well, the fucking worst phone call I got was right prior to that. I got a phone call saying, hey, our buddy was in a fucking car accident really bad. Oh, gosh. And then I get a call saying, hey, I need you to go take care of this fatality. So I'm hauling ass out of this accident scene on a personal level. Right. Thinking that once again, I'm going to go pull something off of my fucking friend. Uh-huh. You know, it's... Sucks. It's always fucking worst case, right? Oh, all the time. Always worst case. All the time. Yeah. Like, that's a blessing and a curse. Blessing because when it's not the worst thing, you're like, oh, God, okay, I was so prepared for that. Right. Curse when it's like, okay, I really wasn't prepared for that. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the problem with that one was uh, the fucking fire team that showed up had three, it was four people, one male about my size, three women all under 5'1". Hmm. When it was time, I mean, it took two and a half hours to unfold the car to get people out of it. And we found there's a family of four, mother, father, and two sons. And the, the fire, the, the male was like, hey, man, can you help me get these bodies out? Uh, sure. You know, I ain't trained for that. He's like, oh, just put these suits on and you'll be good. <laughs> these suits were uh, latex clothes, by the way. There wasn't like, I wasn't wearing some like hazmat suit. Like, I'm meeting an alien for the first time. Uh-huh. It was a latex gloves. Uh-huh. So, I had to then drive my personal vehicle home, which is also harder because you have now charred flesh stuck to your body. Yeah. Driving your personal vehicle home. Uh-huh. It really brings it home. Yeah. So, yeah. I gotta pee. <laughs> gotta pee. Well, I think... Um... We're going to have you back on. We're going to hear some more stories. What stories I got? We're going to get a little bit deeper. You don't want to go that deep. No, we're going that deep. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you being on today. Um, Man, I'm left with... uh, Questions, I can see it. Oh, man, I'm left with... We gotta end on a positive note. Like, if there's anything, yeah, we gotta end on a fucking positive. Like, if somebody's listening right now, what would you tell them about tomorrow? Tomorrow, tomorrow, shit. All I can say is, when you get in that damn tr- whatever the fuck you're driving to work, just rev the shit out of that fucker one time. <laughs> Put her in the ketchup, dude. Just stab that motherfucker home, real quick. It don't matter how fast it goes. Oh man, um, it makes me feel better. Do it for Ken Block. Do it for Ken Block. God, yeah, that's dude. fucking hurtful. When I leave your fucking neighborhood, I'm doing a goddamn burnout. 
That was that was hurtful. I I'm forgot. gonna burn some thirty sevens in your driveway. Listen, I'll move in on. the dirt because I want you to know about it. No, fuck that. That's my <laughs> window. <laughs> um, man, the only thing I can think of is just the people listening. I I want I want for my listeners to understand how easy it is. For for the majority of the population, is that fucked up? To do it for Dale. To do it in general. <laughs> uh, I. These are the people that we pick up. These are the people that we get to talk to every day. Shit is so much easier than it should be. It really is, though. I think back a lot on like the shit that I'm like, really stressed out about. I'm like. God, it's fucking retarded. It's just bullshit. And I even know it at the time. I just ain't figured out how to get over it. Yet. Yep. And to uh, to end this one, just so we're clear for my listeners, um, this is our first fucking recording, and I'm super excited to have it out. I am so excited for everybody to be listening. Stay tuned because it's gonna be real it's gonna be good it's gonna be real fucking good we're gonna have a lot of exciting listeners there's so much support for me versus me and uh stay tuned you can look us up on facebook at uh me versus me podcast you can look us up on on instagram but that it's me versus me under underscore pod um i'm on tiktok check it out all of them do your thing Email us at uh, meversemeinfo at gmail.com. I'm here. I'm with you. Bless you all. slots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky play for free at luckylandslots.com daily bonuses are waiting no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details